0: Welcome to Speak Up, the Speech Pathology Australia podcast. This podcast series highlights conversations with esteemed contributors in the speech pathology space. We explore key issues in the profession in a short and easy to listen to format. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Hello everyone, this is Erin West, the NDIS and Practice Advisor here at Speech Pathology Australia. Today I'm interviewing Julia Murphy in honour of International Day of Sign Languages and also National Week of Deaf People. Julia is a deaf person living here in Melbourne. Uh, Just a quick little note of housekeeping, you'll hear my voice asking the questions. Uh, Julia actually is signing to us in Auslan, the sign language of the deaf, and her responses will be voiced by an interpreter. We also have a video uh, where we have actually captured Julia's responses uh, in Auslan, and we really encourage everybody to have a look at that online. It will be posted alongside the audio file. So, Julia, what does it mean to you to be deaf? I think my answer is quite broad, but it's just,
1: it means who I am. It's my identity. I know where my strengths are, what I'm capable of, and I build myself on that. If there are any weaknesses, I can develop those and improve those. But I know what I'm capable of. I think my identity really comes from what's around me, the environment that I'm in, the deaf community or deaf school that I go to, my work, my family life. I have a strong foundation. And I had that from a very early age. As I grew up, I could see difference in experiences, sometimes negative, sometimes positive, but I learned from them and it made me who I am today. So I think traveling overseas really impacted on me, especially going to the Deaf Olympics in Bulgaria. That was my first experience going to a Deaf Olympics, and to see so many Deaf users using, sorry, Deaf people using sign language. We all had different languages, but we had a common way of communicating, and we felt we were the same. We had something alike, like one big family. And so I felt like home in that environment. So then I knew when I came back to Australia I could build on that feeling and encourage the kids of the future, the generation of young deaf people to feel the same way and be proud of who they are. I think that's
0: something for me, identity is so important. Julia, can you tell us a little bit about growing up as the only deaf person in your family?
1: I think it was a really interesting time. It's quite common, there are many families that might just have one deaf child, so a hearing family with a deaf child, and I can imagine it's a shock for the family. For my family it was a shock to them too, they had to think about what they would do, what my future would look like, and there was a lot of questions they needed answers to. They already did have a child my older sister I was the second child and so they'd seen my sister grow up as a hearing child and had access to language and then when I was born deaf they had to really think about how they would give me language and what my future would be and it was quite blurry for them and a hard time and I can empathize with them I understand that that would be hard. But I give full credit to my parents because they really just took it on and went with the experience. They went to sign language class at university and learnt Auslan. They learnt about deaf culture, deaf language, and deaf people out in the community doing amazing things. Uh, My parents met with deaf uh, elders and adults to talk about my potential future. So they met with many different people and took on all of that learning to really understand what it's like to raise a deaf child in a hearing family. And everybody's experiences are different, but I'm really glad that they did that because it helped me enormously with my language foundation, having the right people around me in my life. And I think that's how I thrived because I had what I needed at the time, at that point in time. I was in my comfort zone a lot of the time because I was signing, I had access to sign language around me, but it did really help me to adapt to whatever came my way. Support is always number one for me. And my sister is like my life interpreter. She comes around and cares for me as I was growing up, make sure that I was okay. And I had the best childhood, really. I was raised the same as any other child. I went and played footy. I was asked what I wanted to do. Did I want to be in the drama club? Great, I did that as well. I never missed an opportunity. And I felt that I was extra special because I had sign language and it was cool.
0: And what do you think about accessibility in terms of being able to access everything that you need to or be able to move about in the world, uh, just as anybody else who isn't deaf? In your experience, is the world accessible?
1: Yes and no. It's definitely improving massively. I remember when I was younger and you're just a bit naive and you just go about the world and you're in a safe space, you're in a school with other deaf children, my parents and my sister could all sign. And it wasn't until I needed to do something for myself and I didn't have that access that i need to ask. And back then I wasn't comfortable to ask for things I needed. I assumed that it was already there and I didn't have to ask. I sometimes thought it would just automatically appear. But I think what's really important is to have allies in the community. That really is important. So to have hearing people around you that understand what it is deaf people need and how they can provide access. That really helps. For example, maybe a few years ago um, I wanted to watch a movie and it didn't have any open captions. It's getting a lot better now in terms of captioning um, and having particular time slots for open captioning. But back then uh, they had this thing called a captive view. I mean, they still exist now, these captive views. And I guess I thought they were good, but really they're not good enough. And growing up, I just accepted, oh, that's good enough. But now I've realized that good enough is actually not good enough. So I really, that that, that attitude helps me band together to try to get access I want to be able to go to a movie at any time I want and not have to go at the same time that all the deaf people in my area are going because often there's just one viewing and all the deaf people come at the same time and then it's this social gathering and then you get distracted having chats and um, and then you have these long goodbyes which is a cultural deaf thing and that's not negative I love that but sometimes it's nice to just have my own space and just go to a movie and just sit there and watch it and not have to socialize And I'm sure other deaf people would say the exact same thing they might want to take their kids to see a movie and maybe their kids are hearing and their kids can watch and they want to go with their daughter or son or with their other family members their sisters their brothers and they want to go at any time that would be nice I'm sure that many people wouldn't mind hearing people as well wouldn't mind if there's captions on the screen so that you can read at the same time it doesn't only benefit deaf people and growing up, captions really helped me improve my English literacy skills as well, being able to read the English, world, uh, English words. So actually, when you asked me before about how I learned English, captions helped me as well in learning English, and that benefits everybody. Interpreting is very important for accessibility and it's great to now see that we have access to interpreters full-time at uni. That was fantastic for me. That helped me so much. At work, I always have access to interpreters at meetings when I need them and anywhere I need them. Uh, an interpreter maybe if I want to go to an event like the football for example maybe at half time there's some commentary going on on the oval a lot of people there will be watching the screen and unfortunately that doesn't interest me because there's no interpreting it's just on the screen I can see somebody talking if there was captions that would be great either interpreting or captions but unfortunately there's not access there But then you've got to consider that some deaf people don't have the greatest English literacy skills, so an interpreter would be better in that case. So you need to think about the broad picture, about who you're providing access to, and what's the best option. And this is not only for deaf people, but for anybody with a disability, thinking about how we can all support each other, so the world can be more accessible. Now that we have the NDIS, that's really helped. And now we've got so much more access to Auslan interpreters. Recently, I was doing some brush letter courses and I had an interpreter there so I could be part of that, just like any other hearing person could be a part of that. And that's great to feel that way, to feel I can communicate directly with the teacher rather than having to write notes to them. So access is improving. And I think we need more of that. We need more allies out there and we can all work towards a common goal of access in the whole world for everybody and knowing future
0: generations could have that same access. And is there anything that you would like hearing people to know? Be open-minded. Meet
1: a deaf person. It might change your life. And maybe it won't, but you never know unless you meet someone. I find it really enjoyable when a hearing person comes up to me and they might say, oh, I saw an interpreter on the TV, or I'd like to learn sign language. And it's just spreading the word. I can then recommend some Auslan classes and, you know, say come on, go visit the Deaf school. I always find when I meet a hearing person that's never met a Deaf person before, sometimes they'll come to me and ask for direction, Uh, maybe just on the street they'll ask me for a direction, and I'll I'll point to my ear and say sorry I'm Deaf and then they might start to panic. So my advice would be don't panic because you never know what will happen next. Maybe I'll get my phone out, show you the directions and then we'll have a nice conversation about something. So just give yourself the opportunity, be open-minded and you never know where it will go and where it will lead you in the future.
0: So thank you so much for coming in today, Julia. It's been wonderful to hear about your experience as a deaf person and as a teacher who's teaching the next generation of deaf children. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.